Um, like, why has he still got fodder like Yoshida? Well, that's a question I don't think... Like, why doesn't he get rid even of... Even God could answer. Like, right. Who the fuck is Wrangle? He's played the entirety of that's two minutes this entire season. Yep, I know. I know. Oh, he's 3.9, that's why. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and across the table from me, we have Natalie, my co-host, co-friend, and uh, how are you co-doing, Natalie? I'm coding. You're coding? Mm. Like a true internet programmer legend. Yeah. All right. Glad to hear it. Thanks. Uh, so it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is international break time. Yeah. Woohoo! Is this the last one ever? Um, it's the last one for this year, I think, yeah. But as in this season, we get to see everyone get injured and our teams become decimated by the minute. That is, unless we have Harry Kane, or we have Harry Winks, or we have Raheem Sterling, because they've all pulled out. Someone else pull out just now. Uh, yeah, so we had... Uh, Jordan Henderson was another one. Who... Isn't he already injured, though? He didn't play at the weekend. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think he had a knock anyway. Um, if you've got Kane, that's a good thing, because we don't really want him to play the pointless international friendlies yeah. that no one really cares about also, apart from Southgate. why have England got stuck doing friendlies against Germany and Brazil? Uh, Could they not find <laughs> easier teams for England to do friendlies against? Well, I We're think, just going to look so terrible. Uh, probably, but the, the thing is, England have quite a good record in friendlies because no the other teams tries. don't really need to win them. Oh. <laughs> so... I see. I think we, we beat Germany last time we played them in a friendly. I think. I might be wrong about that. But I remember we got like a, a good result against Germany and we beat Spain like a, a couple of years ago or something. It's kind of stupid because I think the reason we have them is to play our best team, right? And it's like practice to experiment before the tournament. Right. Like this is the kind of competition you're going to come up against. But no one takes them seriously. So all of the players just pull out with, with like fake injuries. Yeah. And even Sterling's being like a, a back injury, so no one can tell him off for faking, essentially. So, Natalie, how was your week? Um, fantasy-wise, yeah. it was good. I'm on a streak, lads. <laughs> oh, really? Guys, this is going to be my best season of all time. It's 55 points, right? It was. That is a good score. What was the average? 40-something. 44. Oh, goodness. I got below average. <laughs> uh, um, you did, but next time. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, Salah, he was a good boy for you. Look. Like many others. I made two tra- I had two free transfers this week. Yeah. Didn't want to use him. Wanted to save them for the break. And then Kane. Hmm. So I panicked. And um, I had Coutinho as well. And Coutinho wasn't going to be back. And I was like, what do I do? You need a man to play. So, you need a man to step onto that field. Exactly. And where I'd got rid of Kane at the right time, yeah. I'd earned 0.1. Even getting him back at 12.6, hmm. you see. And then sold him to 12.7, getting back to 12.6, hmm. 0.1. And I don't know how much I had in the bank, but whatever it was, that plus the 0.1 plus Coutinho could get me Kane and Salah. Hmm. Glory, <laughs> and that's what I did. I panicked. I didn't like it. I didn't like what I was doing. I don't like these rash moves. And I wasn't too rash. It wasn't, but to me it was. Yeah. Made it happen. Did well, it? you hate transfers, don't you? I think a few pods ago you were, you were laying into the the concept of transfers. Yeah, I don't really like doing transfers, but here I am. 
and Salah really put the work in. Yeah, he came through. He uh, had a really good game. And I captained the wrong one of the two, but it's fine. You have that hindsight bias because I saw a lot of stuff going around before the game that Palace actually, like, Kane hadn't scored against them in years and he has, like, a really, really bad record. Oh, wasn't that the thing, that they Spurs only win 1-0 against Palace? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think we mentioned that on the, yeah. the last podcast where their last, like, four times they played them, they've just won 1-0. Yeah. Um, and actually it could have gone, gone the other way, but my week, comparatively, was very disappointing. Yeah. Um, it was, it was on the road to being a fairly decent one. Uh, I I was actually celebrating that Kane didn't score despite bringing him in this week. Uh, after getting rid of him for one week for Lacazette. Well, that was it. Like it was pointless having him sitting on the bench for a week if you had the ability to transfer him out and. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I took a minus four for it because I wanted someone to captain, essentially. You and know it what? Wrong. The maddest thing I did was when I got Morata in last week mm. because I was like, well, I don't want anyone else. Yeah. And then this week had to get rid of Jesus. Yeah. In order to do the salary. What did Morata do? Scored? No, yeah, uh, point twice. Eight? Eight. Two so he's points. three more than, than Jesus because Jesus only came off the bench. So really, I'm having a glorious time. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty shrewd move, I'd say. Uh, this week I went for Sane as captain because I was looking at the stats and I was like, I'm not going to go Kane because I think it's going to be 1-0. Yeah. And that was obviously why I was panicking at the, the 12 o'clock kickoff because I thought, oh God, he's got he's to smash it. He's got to get a hat-trick or something. Um, but no, I went for Sane because he scored against Arsenal the last like three times he's played them. Mm. And this time he probably should have scored. And that ties in with the... What they call it the the most transferred in player curse, oh, where yeah. every week they've got like two points or less, which is which is mad. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Uh, it's pretty annoying when I've owned Sane for ages. So I was like, yeah. but I'm not one of those. Why are you punishing me? Yeah. Um, other than that, Alonso finally kept a clean sheet. What a guy! Good for him. Great, great, fantastic. Sanchez also kept a clean sheet. Uh, for me, it was just disappointing attacking returns and. Yeah. Anyway, it's enough about my, my team. Too many disappointments this week. I'm, I'm hoping for better next week. Uh, let's move on to the first fixture we're going to talk about, which was West Ham versus Liverpool. This was 1-4 in favour of the Liverpools. It's true. Go on, Natalie, take it away. So, not only was my move <clears throat> from Coutinho to Salah impeccable timing, mm. also, not just for points... But for monetary value. Yeah. Because Salah's gone from 9.2 to 9.4. Damn. Already profit. So, when I'm sitting there drinking my tea, thinking about how no one's turned up for pre-drinks yet, <laughs> I look at this lineup and I'm like, oh, money? <laughs> Hello, welcome back <laughs> to the team. No That's one, very exciting. No one saw it coming. No. I think even last week we spoke about it being after the break. Yeah. Him being back. Yeah, because Klopp said like he might be ready for, for 20 minutes. 25 minutes, minutes or yeah. something. Yeah. Here he is. And now, 9.3, Salah, I can sell for 9.3. I can get my... It's do you wanna Do you want to get rid of Salah? Not right now. But... But yes, <laughs> I do. I want Mane. I think he's better. Yeah, so do I. The problem is, Salah's like... He's scoring so many, and he... So, both goals, uh, both Salah goals, assisted by Mane. Obviously, Salah gets more points, because he got the goals. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this game was 
it showcased like quite how important Mane is to this team, right? Yeah. Um, the first one was just pure clinical counter-attack. So, so one of the reasons I didn't look at getting Salah this week uh, was because I don't like the look of their next two. They've got Southampton and Chelsea, both at home. Um, and I looked up their record in these two games earlier. It's not particularly great. Uh, Southampton, I think they haven't won in the last three or four at home. Uh, Chelsea, it's like the last six they haven't won. Southampton in. have been so terrible. Well, see, this is the thing. Southampton have been terrible, but mostly just bad at attacking. And I don't know, I just think back to that game last season where Forster saved the penalty and oh, yeah. they end up keeping them out nil-nil. I just feel like they're the, the exact kind of team that Liverpool do not want to play because they don't really do much in the way of like getting forward. They're, they're very sort of organised at the back. Um, so I do worry for them in those two games if they're going to be quite as free-flowing. But in this game, West Ham, who have been... Obviously, Bilic is gone now. They're in dreadful form, really. And when you leave 10 players up for a corner and one player back defending, there's only... Or sorry, nine players up for a corner because the keeper wasn't up there as well. <laughs> he might as well have been. <laughs> he may as well have been because they left him so stranded in the end. And when you're playing against Liverpool, the team who are like probably with the exception of City, like the most lethal counter-attack in the league, mm. it's, you deserve to concede. And from then on, I mean, they ended up just picking them off, uh, yeah. Liverpool did. They did manage to get one goal back, uh, denying Liverpool another clean sheet. Yeah, are you again? Yeah. This is what, the second, third week in a row? He's, He's got some points. Yeah. And Lanzini as well, 6.9 and 6.8. Yeah. So Lanzini got the goal. Um... And Lanzini is my fave. When West Ham look like they're going to get good, hmm. it might be worth getting them in. Yeah, I, I like Lanzini. But it doesn't look like they're going to get good anytime soon. So. Well, I mean, quite relevant to this, I, I presume, is uh, breaking news today. So Moyes is in, but a little Moyes corner for you. <laughs> Eight wins and 28 losses in his last... However many games that is. 34. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it was. I think it was like 48 games, but eight wins and two loss, uh, 28 losses was his record. Obviously, some draws in that. <laughs> so some quotes, some nice inspirational quotes for you. So uh, ex-player Dean Ashton says, "As a player, Moyes coming in wouldn't inspire me." <laughs> Very disappointing. And uh, this is Moyes when he joined Sunderland last year. Mm-hmm. Fans would be right if they feared relegation because that's what we've had here for four years. Why would it suddenly change? I think we will be in a, in a relegation fight. So there you have it. Well, at least he's used he's, to it, I He's guess. inspirational. An inspiration to us all. Yeah, and with West Ham, I can't really see them turning a corner anytime soon. Are they going to get relegated? Uh, yeah, surely they can't get relegated and then be playing at the Olympic Stadium uh, in the Championship. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it is their stadium. How nuts would that be? Um, oh, no, yeah. So, just back on topic of the, the game. Mm. Um, Liverpool, they also saw goals from Matip and... Who's the other one? Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oh, my God. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? And, yeah, he seemed to have a pretty good game. So, he, he got his first Premier League start. Yeah. And... Uh, well, for Liverpool. He, yeah, that's his first <laughs> one ever. Um, and it, he, um, he looked fairly decent. Yeah. So, shout out to him. Probably wouldn't be the guy, you know, obviously Mane, Salah, 
and maybe Coutinho. They're, they're the three to look at, right? Yeah. Like, Firmino's been pretty uninspiring. Yeah, he, he hasn't really scored in a while, has he? He scored last week. Yeah. For the first time since August. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, so the, the thing with that is, right, like, Salah's almost playing, like, further forward than, than Firmino a lot of the time. Oh, right. Which is... Does that mean that Salah's going to be a striker next year? Oh, well, I think his position, like, that he's starting at is, you know, he's on the right, but he, he just seems to be getting forward more. So, like, he'll run beyond Firmino, mm. um, which means he's getting more chances, ostensibly, yeah. because he's, he's further forward and he's making those, like, darting runs and the likes of Firmino and Mane can, can find him in behind. Um, I, this has presented me with a conundrum because... I've, I'm sitting on Ericsson, who I know a lot of people are talking about getting rid of him because he's blanked for three weeks in a row now. And I love Mane and could save some money. Or I could drop like a, a City player for Mane, but I'm just not willing to do it at the moment. Yeah, I think Mane and Salah are more valuable at the moment than Ericsson and Ali. Yeah. A hypothetical Ali, obviously. Yeah, assuming he's not injured for a long time. Mm. Um, it the problem is I look at the fixtures and I'm like, ooh, Spurs have some nice ones, but they have Salah has been on like fantastic form, and I don't know. I'm probably gonna sit on Mane for a few few weeks, probably see what happens, but I want him so bad. On to the next one, we had Man City versus Arsenal. Man City won three one. I don't think any of us were expecting anything other than this. No. No. I've got a question. Gone. How did every Arsenal player pick up a yellow card? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yet only Otamendi managed to pick up a yellow card for Man City. How? Only Why? the significant Otamendi, who is now banned for the next game. Oh. And so, I mean, I have an answer for why Otamendi, because he just always dives into tackles. We even mentioned that last week. Yeah. It, was, it, it came to fruition. Which is fine, but I just don't understand how... Of all 11 players, yeah. it was just him. So, Arsenal got some questionable yellow cards. I know, I know Monreal got booked for oh, I saw the Sterling that one. penalty. That was on, yeah, yeah, that was um, on the match of the day. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, first things first, like, it was a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Despite what Arsenal will say. So I had a, a, nice, a nice few quotes here mm-hmm. from Arsene on uh, Sterling. We know that Raheem Sterling dives well. He does that very well. <laughs> Um, so good insight there from Arsene, just just letting us know about Sterling's diving. Sterling's talents. It wasn't a dive though, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. That was the thing. It was a clear foul. And I'm an Arsenal fan, and I'm saying that. So I'm like, how is Arsene not seeing this? I liked that Ian Wright and um, the other guy. Yeah. Alan Shearer. Yeah. Were like, Sterling deserves an apology from Arsene. <laughs> you know, well, he like, probably does because of a bit of, bit of a character assassination it's there. Like, yeah, Arsene, you apologise to poor little Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And he criticised the refereeing, saying it gets worse every year. Uh-huh. It just felt a bit full on. Okay, and... so Arsene's getting full on old man. Now. Yeah, yeah. This he... is it. But you know what Pep responded with? What? So he said, they told me it was offside, referring to the third goal. I don't like to win in that way, so it's like this. But sometimes Arsenal win at Burnley in the 96th uh, minute with a hand, and sometimes it's like this. So, I mean, there's some weird English there. But basically, 
Yeah, a, a nice little dig there from Arsenal's 1-0 win at Burnley last year yeah. when Koscielny handballed it. handballed it from over his head into the net. Yeah, he's not wrong there, Pep, is he? Yeah, and I, I feel like Arsenal sometimes fails to see that. But looking at this game overall, um, it was a very clearly deserved win for City, I think. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he had some... Obviously, he scored the first goal with his left yeah. really good goal. Um, some uncharacteristically bad passing from him, though, because... They had, I, I think, if I remember correctly, there were two chances where Kevin De Bruyne was through, like, so he was through on the right, there was Koscielny in the middle, and he was there to pick out, like, Aguero or Jesus or whatever. I think it was both in the second half, actually. And he just screwed up the pass and gave it straight to Koscielny when, you know, in the last few games, he's been cutting out the yeah. middle man every time. So there's some, there's a wasteful... Uh, a few moments there from Kevin De Bruyne and also from Sterling who he also missed a um, he had a similar situation where he was on the right yeah. he could put Sane through and he just completely balls up the pass yeah. and it came to nothing so I feel like Arsenal were a little bit lucky like if you look at the positions that City got in they could have feasibly if they were on their game a bit more won 4-5-1 yeah. Yeah. Um, Lacazette got a goal. Oh, sorry, yeah, go on. yeah, no, no. You, Lacazette got the goal and Ramsey with the assist. Yeah. So Lacazette came off the bench. Did I not say last week that Ramsey's the only player worth getting in? Yes, you may well have said that. <laughs> and he, he's, didn't he get a bonus as well? I think he I think got he one did. bonus. He got one point. bonus and everyone was getting up in arms about it. So I'll oh, just let it go. Let's, so yeah, I, I was a bit annoyed because I was like, man. I wanted the Jesus points, <laughs> but obviously he didn't play as many minutes, so he, he was, you know, that sets him in yeah. kind of bad stead for that. Um, but Lacazette, a great finish, and it just begs the question, why the hell was he not starting the game? Because Alexis Sanchez did nothing other than, like... Get a yellow card. Get a yellow card, and he had one, like, fairly unthreatening shot on target. But other than that, I, I didn't see him do anything, and Arsenal just looked... I don't think they looked terrible. Like, it could have been a lot worse for them, but they didn't look like a team that could come out with anything but a, a loss, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, City still look unstoppable, it's basically. True. That's that's all there is to say about that. Um, obviously, Otamendi, don't bring him in now if you, oh. if you haven't got him because he's banned for the next game. Yeah, but if you have got him, like, don't... Like, he was the most transferred player out like oh, really? yesterday or something. And I was like, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, it's not very good long, long-term long planning because City do have really good fixtures coming up. Um, okay, so up next, uh, Everton versus Watford. Yeah. I've got this as a 3-2 Watford win, which is not right. That's not right. <laughs> it was 3-2 to Everton. And I'll tell you what, all three Everton goals came after Gomez went off with a broken head. Hmm. So that seems relevant, right? And I mean, Everton. Firstly, is David Unsworth a super coach? Can we say it? David Unsworth is the one who someone called fat. Yeah, Joey Barton Distant called him fat. <laughs> like, Joey Barton, sorry, but do you even have a career? <laughs> but yeah, David Unsworth with the, the mega turnaround. So, Watford were 2 0 up. Yeah. Um, actually, Carnazes did come on before Watford were 2 0 up as well. So it's kind of. It was, I guess he was a catalyst, right? Because at 2-0, there was this goal from Nias where Carnesi comes running out when I'm not convinced he even needed to. Oh, yeah. I don't think he needed to at all. And he just completely misses it. it 
it wasn't even like a good piece of skill from Nias. He just kind of yeah, Nias just probably misjudged just, like it. barely even put it in the goal. Either. Yeah, he kind of just let it well, roll he in. Got, he got fouled and then it kind of bounced off of him, didn't it? Like it just rolled in after yeah. that. Yeah, but. What what was going on with Carnesi's? Because he made a bad decision. But if you're going to do that, you're going to come out. At least you need to take the ball or, or get somewhere near it. Yeah. But he actually just like went straight past it. Like if the ball hadn't been touched, he still would have missed it. Right. Regardless, Watford, how do we believe in Kiko? Oh, Me I in particular. I, was like, I think oh, you had him third on your bench, didn't you? So Yeah, I did have him third on my bench. But now I'm looking at my team like... Why did we get a Watford defender in? Well, it all looked so good at the time. I guess. And when I got when I got him in for the first week and he got 11 points, it was all, ah, oh, sunshine and rainbows and happiness. Yeah. This is going to be a great relationship with the Kiko. And then every week, it was like 1 point, 1 point, 2 point, 0 points. Minus 1 point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's okay. Because oh. if I... If I stretch it out, if I amortise this over over the like the six weeks, it's still got me like yeah, it's fine. But the problem is, he's just oh, and it's not even his fault, man. Like you know he what? played quite well, and he's not a bad looking man either. I, I was messaging you during this game, being like, oh my god, he's not even done anything. Like he hasn't got an assist or a goal, and he's in for like the three bonus points. Yeah, that was when Watford were winning two 0 yeah. <laughs> Soon after, Carnese screws it up, uh, Matey Boy scores, Nias, and then Calvert-Lewin, who comes off the bench, scores. Um, Richarlison, though, got a goal. Yeah. Good man, 6.4, doing the business. It's a really good finish as well. Um, Absolutely loved it. I wasn't paying attention. Um, it was a really good goal. You're just okay. going to have to take my word for it. Ducore, his first shot that didn't result in a goal. So his, his wonderful record of... Four shots, four goals is, is finally... Uh, Life isn't worth continuing extinguished. anymore. Extinguished. If Takura can't do it, who can? Yeah, it's, it's really upsetting. And I did feel for Watford in the end here. Uh, they gave away the penalty. Mm. Um, Holobats literally just slipped over. He, yeah, He didn't was, even mean to foul. That was a shame. And it's kind of going... But then they get a penalty oh. moments later and cleverly just got totally psyched Not intelligent, out. was he? You know, the worst thing about cleverly, cleverly here, not only did he let down Richarlison owners because Richarlison would have had the assist for winning the penalty, also Pickford didn't get a save because he put it wide. Oh, and Pickford yeah. was going the right way. Yeah. So Pickford owners miss out too. I'm like, cleverly, have you no heart? I have now had a change of heart. I can't remember who I said I was going to get in last week. Well, I've changed my mind again. And I think... I have Okazaki as my extremely cheap forward. Mm. But he's not extremely cheap. Yeah. And I cannot do anything with my team whilst he is sitting there not getting goals. So you need a new man. I do. And that new man is going to be one off Nias or Calvert-Lewin. Oh, really? 4.9 or 5. But it's so cheap. It is so cheap. And they've got goals. They have. And they're playing games. Did Nias start? Because if he did, he is surely the one at 4.9. Like, he's cheaper than Calvert-Lewin as well. Well, yeah, 4.9 is cheaper than 5, you're right. Yeah, exactly. So, let's see, let's see. Did he start? He played the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, oh, you know what? I almost wrote this down. I clearly didn't, but I meant to write down that this (laughs) is his first time playing before 90. Yeah. He did get a start. I guess the question there is, with the managerial situation, if Unsworth gets replaced, 
does that new manager then rate me as? That's the problem you have with Everton. You have to, surely. You couldn't come in and be like, this man, no, I'm not playing Yeah, him. I mean, Cumin could, but Cumin absolutely hated him. Yeah, so. but then he did play him, and then he got two goals. <laughs> he did. Personally, the Everton situation like looks a bit too worrying for me at the moment to, to look at those. But, uh, yeah, great prices if you want to, to delve into them. I guess your other option would be the likes of Glenn Murray, who's... Too ex- he's yeah, he's like the same price as Okazaki, isn't he? Or maybe Glenmore's gone up to five point eight now. Oh damn! We'll get to it. Okay, okay. Uh, so next game, Stoke Leicester, two two. Shakiri, another goal. But why is he such a strange looking man? <laughs> strange in what way? He doesn't look like he should be a footballer. I don't <laughs> understand. I see him on the ball, and I'm like. Who is this? Why have they let a fan onto the pitch? And then he's, he does another goal. He's got techers, Or then Natalie. he does another assist, and I'm like, oh. That's why they got him on the pitch. Do I get Shakiri in? So, I've done some looking at things. Okay. He's not a bad option. Mm. But, two promoting is only 5.7. Yeah. Compared to Shakiri's 5.9. And has only one point less than mm. Shakiri. But also, Gross is 5.9 and is, has scored more points yeah. generally. Yeah. However. Oh God, another caveat. <laughs> Brighton face three of the top six in the next six game weeks. Right. Whereas Stoke have quite a smooth ride in that yeah. period. I can't fit any of these players into my team. Mm. Just because there's nowhere for them to go and that's the way I've priced it. Yeah. But if you can, maybe you'd like one. Very decisive. Thank you. <laughs> Conclusive. That is my analysis for the week. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, my inherent distrust of Stoke makes me worry because... Dan, I even thought about form. getting crouchy in today. Oh, wow. And they seem to do this. They just like. They defy any kind of logic. And I don't know, I would have probably expected Leicester to win this game. But then I don't know. How's Stoke doing in the league at the moment? Um, I don't know. Not well. They're 14th. They're 14th. So they've won three games. They've drawn quite a lot. They've drawn three games. No, only, only three. They've lost five. So. It's, I guess they're on a minus nine goal difference, which is quite yeah. That's worrying. Extensive. I, I guess that's partly. Uh, oh, they played back to City yeah. when they lost seven two. So yeah, that that does count for some of it. But they have conceded a lot, so I think it's safe to say they're not who you should be looking at for your backline at this moment in oh, time. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, Shakiri and Chupo Moting though, like Chupo Moting, I don't rate. But he has been getting the assist lately, right? Yeah, and he's got a and fun name. he has name. also got... He's got a fun name. He's done... He's only done three assists. But right, done, okay. He's done two goals. So basically, three returns in five weeks. Which for, for 5.7 is not terrible, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, these... Okay, so this is what I'd look at. The fixtures coming up. Brighton, Palace, Liverpool, Swansea and Spurs. You got three greens in there, but Brighton and Palace are quite solid defensively. 
And that would have me worried about getting a, a Stoke, like, attacker in. I guess. Look, for some differential situation... Yeah. You might want to look at Shakiri or Chupamoto. Yeah. And Shakiri is a good footballer, like, undoubtedly. like Even though he looks like he shouldn't be. Yeah, like, technically, he is very, very good. And his finish in this game is testament to that. Uh, also takes a lot of the set pieces for Stoke, if not all of them, I think. So you do have that opportunity for, like... Is it because you can't run? He has to take the set pieces? It's uh, it's because he's got very good delivery. Oh. But also, you wouldn't really want him in the box for <laughs> a corner. Because he's too short. Because he's very small, so... Uh, but no, he, he has very good te- technique. So you can, when you've got Crouch on the pitch, he is always, you know, Shakiri's always a threat because if he crosses it into the tallest man on the pitch, there's always a chance for a goal, like we saw this week. Um, he's 5.9. Um, and uh, yeah, I do, I do wonder if he can really get some kind of consistency because that's always been the criticism of Shakiri over his career has been he's shown uh, flashes of brilliance but never been consistent and that's kind of where you have to look at him and be like am I willing to take that bet I do have to shout out my boy Riyad Mahrez who I dropped in game week seven yep 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 Uh, three consecutive weeks of two points two points and one point so I struggled through since then he's gone on to get eight points ten points six points and seven points so that's fantastic timing the thing about (laughs) Mahrez is if you want to get him into your team, hmm. how do you do it? Because you'd have to drop a Man City player, a Spurs player, a United player. Like you'd have to drop someone of that level yeah. to be able to afford to get Mara's in. Yeah. Or you'd have to do two transfers and then upgrade a one of your cheaper midfielders and then maybe downgrade your third forward yeah. or something like that. Like there's to me, there's no way of fitting Mara's in. No matter what your team setup is like. Yeah, I guess that's ultimately the problem. Like, he is 8.4, which is actually more expensive than Sterling still. It is. And if you look at the potential of someone like Sterling or mm. Sane, who has recently risen, he's been constantly rising. 8.9 now. 8.9 so. now. So, damn, he's really gone up. He started the season at 8.5 and then dropped. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sterling even is 0.2 cheaper, so you are safe in the knowledge that Morris will start most of the games. Yeah. But it's a big commitment to, to look at throwing that much money into him unless you're looking for like a mad differential. Yeah. And it just seems too risky. Mm. Um, Vardy, no goals again. Been a bit like, disappointing in recent weeks. Genuinely forgot he even played. Yeah. Um, okay, so Swansea versus Brighton yes. was one of the, the 1-0 specials. Here we go. Here he is, Murray, old Glenn. Good old Glenn. Um, his fourth goal in three games, an unstoppable force. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you remember this nice little five finish? Um, Spectacular. No, but you told me about it and I wanted to forget <laughs> it because I was like, how could you dare diss the greatest player of all time? <laughs> How a few weeks can change things, eh? Yeah. 5.8 now, though, Murray. And it's a good price. It's definitely a good price. Yeah. I definitely want him. Yeah. I just can't make it work. Yeah. Yeah, he's an emerging option in that in that range um, of the, the Tammy Abrahams, the Okazakis, the... Uh, oh, guys. Got? 
Is there anyone else around that sort of... Probably. 5.9-ish? I can't think of any. Um, but it is worth noting that Hemed did come on for the last 11 minutes of the game. Yeah. After not being on, obviously, during his suspension. Yeah. And then the last... Last week, maybe, he was available... Maybe the last two weeks, he's been available and hasn't played at all. Right. And Mario's got the start. Yeah. Um... But it doesn't... Surely Hermod can't swoop back in now. Yeah, you wouldn't expect Heaton to take away from a winning formula unless there was some kind of injury or, yeah. or, or something wrong with him. Um, it is interesting because, what is it, four goals in like his last three? Three. Which is a really good record. And um, I think I might have actually edited this out in one of the recent podcasts. We, we were talking about how when he was at Palace, he was quite like consistent in spells. So he'd go sort right. of like five, six games like getting goals and then he'd go blank for ages. Um, so he was always like a, a good pick in those periods. The thing that I'd worry about is Brighton, obviously his price is going up now so yeah. it's more expensive. Brighton um, not being a particularly enthralling attacking team and it, it could potentially be that this is the week he stops scoring or next yeah. week. But that's kind of where the intuition comes in and you have to go with your gut feeling, yeah. right? But I think as well, when you're looking at a third forward who is less than six million, yeah. you're not really thinking about playing them every week and yeah. having them start and worrying about them getting goals. Like, yeah. They're kind of just there to let you do other stuff in your team. But also, if you do have to play them and they do get a goal, it's great. They're the kind of facilitators yeah. that you want to, to get you a goal in the one week you do play them, or exactly. at least get you two points. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fair, and he, he does have good striker's instinct, so I think you you can't go wrong with him in that price range, I guess. Um, was there anything else particularly exciting about this game? Yeah. Um, at the other end yeah. of the pitch, Duncan Duffy. Defensive... <laughs> I thought it was a guy called Duncan Duffy. No, not Duncan <laughs> Dunk Duffy. and Duffy. Dunk. And Duffy. And Duffy. A defensive dream team. Yeah. Um, I think it's mad that people don't have either one of these or mm. Bruno, if you like. Yeah, Bruno, um, the main man. Something worth noting is that Duncan Duffy are 10 points apart. Yeah. This is because Duffy got taken off a couple of weeks ago before Brighton conceded. Mm. So he got the clean sheet points for that. Yeah. But that hasn't happened in any other... That's the only time he hasn't played the 90. Yeah. So I think that's an anomaly. Both are as prone to yellow cards as each other, just as a result of the positions they're playing. Yeah. Um, Duffy does seem to be more of a bonus point magnet than Dunk. Hmm. But Dunk has multiple times had, like, shots on goal. Yeah. Including this weekend, he had, like, a header. <laughs> and Fabianski saved it. Yeah. Which was unfortunate. Um, but but hey. he did get that shot away. He did. Dunk is 4.4, Duffy is 4.5. I don't see a reason not to have one of them in your team. Hmm. Yeah, the, there's little to choose between them. Like, yeah. there's little difference. So it'd be one where if you... I guess they're looking to fill that either fourth or fifth slot in your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brighton have looked solid. I mean, even against... City earlier in the season they had a, a, a really good performance and they looked to be really 
quite consistent in, in recent times. So Swansea were quite yeah. disappointing. I mean, I had Norton on the bench for this one. I yeah. thought I wouldn't commit again. And I want to get rid of Fabianski. You let me down again. I just I don't know what to do with uh, Swansea. Just look really poor, and there is still Tammy. Uh, oh yeah, Tambraham. Tambraham. Uh, who I you know I still have him. I still have an affinity for him. Uh, he's got to get some goals over the course of the season. I see. Was England call up? Did we talk about that last week? No, no, we didn't. I don't think we knew last week. Did oh we? well, there we go. He's going to do the goals for England now. Yeah. So Tammy alongside Rashford and Vardy have all been called up to the squad. So. Glorious. Uh, yeah, so Swansea, hoping that Tammy can get back on track in the next few weeks, get a nice little confidence-boosting goal for England, yeah. and uh, march his team to glory, but we shall see, won't we? Yeah. Southampton versus Burnley. Now is the perfect time for naughtiness to me. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so we've actually just done naughtiness to me, and this is a thing that I completely forgot to put down in my notes, where the other day... I I planned my transfer in advance. I was like, if Norton screws it up again this week, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to transfer to me. But when I text Natalie, I said that I am going to do naughtiness to me. <laughs> thanks to autocorrect. So thank you, Apple. You made everything freaking terrible. It was really good. And by absolute chance, we've just stuck those games next to each other in this run sheet. <laughs> we literally went from naughtiness to me. We so. Really did. That is incredible, but yeah. So Ben Me, he was he was a a man, a savage, a a warrior in this game. Who was his? A whole whole nine points for that man. Oh. What a glorious fella. That is pretty great. Ben Me, oh sorry, I did lie to you. It was actually eight points for me, and Vokes also got eight points. So oh. Vokes came on, got the goal. I mean, this was one of those classic games, wasn't it? Classic Southampton game. Have a load of shots, get none of them on target, uh, create no real good chances. Even Yoshida had a shot. <laughs> That's kind of commonplace, though. He had an overhead kick last week. Yeah, had a shot, and then also was around when the Burnley goal went in. Mm. So I'm done with Yoshida I think. I think it's the perfect time to get rid and also he's still 5.1 yeah so you get a little profit no oh no but I don't need to worry about everyone else worrying yeah yeah um, but I do think I think I'm going to get some kind of Huddersfield defender in because hmm. I don't have any Huddersfield players at the moment yeah Huddersfield looked decent they, they were great at the weekend um, we can, we'll move on Played to those real hard in a little bit yeah um, but yeah Yoshida he needs to go and I don't, yeah I don't want to let him go I'm worried about if I do want him back how will I afford him if he's still 5.1 yeah well um, fortune favours the brave though Natalie and frankly I see no way he remains at that price with their upcoming fixtures featuring Liverpool Everton Man City Bournemouth Arsenal Leicester Chelsea like mm. There's obviously the, the Everton game in there. Looks like it could potentially be a good one, but maybe next, uh, maybe come next week, Everton will look like they're in a... Well, sorry, the week after. Yeah. Everton will look like they're coming into form. Um, Man City, obviously, you can't expect them to keep a clean sheet there. Bournemouth, maybe in, in a few weeks, they look like they're in form, and Arsenal is obviously a tough game. So, yeah, I, I don't think now is a bad time to get rid 
when there are better options, there like are. Ben Mee, for example. Yeah, but I already have the greatest goalkeeper in the Premier League, Nick, Nick Pope, Pope. Um, who was incredible. He's yeah. so good. I can't understand. Yeah, so we were talking about like when Heaton comes back, what's mm. going to happen? Because last year we had this discussion about Grant and Butland. Yes. And Grant was playing really well for Stoke. And I was fairly adamant that Butland wouldn't come in until like Grant makes a mistake. And Grant did keep his place for a while when Butland was back. I don't know if he did. Then... I think it was only a week or two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it that's was... not a while. That's a week I think two week. weeks is like a fair time, right? I, I guess the difference there for from my perspective was like, I see it as Butland is their number one goalkeeper and Grant was signed as a backup while he was injured. Yeah. Um, and Grant is a lot older. Like he was in his sort of mid thirties yeah. when they signed him. Comparatively, Pope is a young man. Uh, Heaton is also, what well, he's like late twenties, I think. Maybe, I don't know, I can't remember. Nick Pope's 25. Yeah, so, so he's sort of mid twenties, which is like a good age to be getting some experience in. And yeah. he's done absolutely nothing to warrant being taken out of that No, team. Heaton's 31. So Heaton is a bit older, but then you have this, like you, you pose this question where it's like, surely Heaton will want to move if he's not getting games. Like yeah. he's at a period of his career where he wants to be number one and playing every match. Yeah. So it, it does create a problem, but if Heaton's going to be out for the next sort of three months, yeah. he's still got plenty of fixtures. Definitely. Someone said this on Reddit. I think it was the only thing I replied to on Reddit this week. Mm. If you don't have De Gea, who yeah. you have, Yeah. And there was a lot of, oh, I want to get Pope in, but I don't know what to do because Heaton will be back soon. I was like, bitches. Just get him. Heaton isn't going to be back until January at the earliest. Yeah. You've got 11 game weeks till then. Yeah. Get Nick Pope in. Let him live in your team. Yeah. Make him one. And their fixtures are so nice. It's a um, sea of greens. Well. Uh, come on, Arsenal. It's not a hard fixture for Burnley, is it? I guess not. The way that Burnley play, like, yeah. they've been unlucky in recent years to lose against Arsenal. And the way that Arsenal look at the moment, and I know, like, if you look at their their win record, Arsenal have actually been on really good form. But if you look at it in a bit more of a qualitative, like, point of view, Arsenal have kind of gotten away with it in a lot of the games where they've come back right. uh, from a goal down against teams who are pretty low in quality. And I expect Burnley to really cause problems for Arsenal. Um, but besides that, Swansea, Bournemouth, Leicester, Watford, Stoke, Brighton. Yeah. I don't see many in there that I wouldn't expect them to keep a clean sheet from, especially with the way they play and the way that they're performing right now. Yeah. So when you consider Pope is 4.5, me is 4.5, even Tarkovsky 4.5 still... Loughton, 4.5. Like, the only one that's above that is Ward, who's 4.8. A lot of people earlier on went for Ward because he got an assist. I think it was an assist. Might have been a goal earlier in the season. Goal so in the first game. So, yeah, he got a goal in the first game, and he but, also got an assist in game week seven, which has kind of made him pop up as, like, oh, he's got attacking potential. Right. But actually, in the grand scheme, I think... In a defensive team, a fullback that has scored and assisted once in the season so far, you wouldn't expect too many, too many more no. of those to come around. Whereas Ben Mee, yeah. when they keep a clean sheet, with him at the centre of defence, I think he's a lot more likely to be in the bonus points. So sure. he's definitely the one to look at. On the flip side, Southampton, 
look absolutely unable to score still. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's going to get much better in no. the coming games. I think they might keep some clean sheets, but I don't know. I still wouldn't even commit to that. Sad times for Soton. Okay, so Chelsea Man United. This was, I mean, about as telegraphed as you could get. Uh, Chelsea with six wins in their last seven at Stamford Bridge against United. The other one was a draw, and Chelsea won one nil. I mean, what what more could you expect? What less could you expect? Um, Chelsea had eighteen shots on, eight on target. Yeah. United only ten shots with a whopping two on target. Yeah. And I thought watching the full game, like it looked like Man United were really quite bad. When I watched the highlights earlier, it kind of painted a slightly different picture and you realise that Man United did actually have some chances, some fairly decent chances. But ultimately it came down to Morata being really clinical. Yeah. And I think Chelsea looking a lot stronger than they have in recent weeks. Um, Kante was back, yeah. which is a, a big, big miss for them. Christensen started over David Luiz. So we haven't really spoken that much yeah. about the Chelsea defence. Yeah, because they've been inconsistent. But what is going on in terms of the starting lineup for those defenders? So Zappa Costa got his, what I believe was his first Premier League start this week. Right. Um, and that meant Azpilicueta went back into the back three. And it seems like that is kind of his best position. Like, Azpilicueta can play on the right, but he's so reliable, like, you kind of want him right right at the back, like, being kind of the last line of defence rather right. than on the wing. Um, but also there's rumours that David Luiz and Conte have fallen out. Right. And that seems to be what's coming from, from Chelsea. What's... Was he on the bench? No, he wasn't oh, in the wasn't squad at all. Squad. Along with one matter for Man United who didn't make it into the squad at all. And yeah, it, it's kind of unexplained really. I, I think Conte did claim it was a, an injury, but... A back injury. <laughs> yeah, probably a back injury. It, it just seems a little bit sketchy. It seems like there's possibly some animosity there. Okay. That meant Christensen got in the team and yeah. Cahill got a start again. So I, I guess when you're looking at that defence, Azpilicueta is the standout right now because he, he's he been assisting, he's been getting bonus points. Um, I've had Alonso for weeks and yeah. Alonso doesn't look the attacking threat he did last year. Yeah. Whereas Azpilicueta keeps assisting Morata. They seem to have kind of built up a little partnership there. So... Yeah, I think at his price, he's 6.6, unless he's risen again. Um, but he's looked really good, and I think Chelsea do have really nice fixtures, right? Oh, so. their fixtures are impeccable. Yeah. They have Liverpool in game week 13, and Arsenal in game week 22. Other than that, until, like, mid-Jan, it's just a sea of green. Yeah. Like, if they don't face anyone else that's even worth worrying about. Yeah. Um, as for Equator... It's a standout option, but Christensen is 5.4. So if you're willing to take a bit of a risk... Yeah. If you... Keep an eye on the David Luiz thing, because I don't, I don't work for Chelsea, so I don't know, like, the insider info. Yeah. But it sounds like there might be some bad blood there, and Christensen, when he's come in, has looked really, really good. So yeah. he could see himself nailed down a starting berth. Um, Courtois, also a good option at 5.4. 
I'm not interested. No? No goalkeeper. Too expensive for a goalkeeper? Yeah. And no goalkeepers apart from Nick Pope interested. It's fair. I mean, yeah. That, so that's the thing, right? Like, Nick Pope is such an outstanding option at this this point in time. Yeah, last, last shout out for, for these guys. I think Pogba's rumoured to be back soon. Uh, Fabregas also kind of... He didn't get any points this week. He only got the three. But he had a very good performance. And he had, I think it was six key passes or something. The most most in the league this weekend. Just looked really, really good and came quite close to scoring. So he could be at 6.9. Maybe one to look at in that run of easy fixtures. Yeah, it's an alright price. Yeah. It? And I think that's where he, you know, he stands out over the likes of even Pedro. Yeah. And, and it looks like, unlike last season, Fabregas is basically should starting spot so mm-hmm. that's kind of the the main thing to look at there um man united not looking too good but they do have a nice run of fixtures lukaku has dropped down to his original price 11.5 mm-hmm. um aside from that mikatarian looks quite he looks like he's on on his way to being bombed out of the team by Mourinho, so i wouldn't look at him but pogba is currently expected back for the next game week so maybe if you want to take a little pun he's down to 8.0 again yeah. Maybe. Um, and their defence, Jones is still a decent proposition. Actually, that's probably the thing. Jones is probably, even at 5.5, like with their upcoming fixtures against Newcastle, Brighton, Watford. Yeah. That's a good three. It is. Undoubtedly. He did score a spectacular own goal in this game, by the way. Yes, I saw it. I did see it. Because you told me about it when it yeah. happened, and I was like, I'm not even watching. He got away with it, and that would have been a great one. Like, I would have loved to see all the James owners really suffer that own goal. I really enjoyed that. All right, so um, Spurs Palace, not quite what many people expected. The real hero. The he... real hero in goal. Gazaniga. What a guy. What a... Great, handsome, excellent <laughs> goalkeeping man. Yeah. What a man. Nine points this week. The end. What can you do? Well... Shame you couldn't possibly have owned him. Exactly. That's that's the thing. So his nine points have been wasted. In case you're not following, he wasn't listed on FPL. I believe he was not listed. Yeah. Which is silly. Very silly. You can check that, can't we? Yeah. Look, not listed before this game week, so very naughty from FPL. You will be hearing from me on Twitter when I shout at you. Son, though, tell me about Son. Son is the only member of this team, other than Gazaniga. Yeah. I don't know why any of the others showed up, to be honest, (laughs) because it was just the two of them doing the football against Palace. Yeah. Um, Son did a goal. He did. It was really good. Um, I'm annoyed because I want Son in my team. But you don't trust. But he's never going to get good minutes hmm. um, with Ali fit. Yeah, I think with Ali, Ericsson, Kane all fit, that becomes a problem. Yeah. Um and we don't know how injured Ali is. It's a hamstring. This is exactly the thing. So if Ali's injury turns out to actually be, I don't know, six weeks or something, yeah. let's say, then Son begins to look like a great proposition at 7.9 because yeah. we know that when Harry Kane was out injured, Son really came to the fore and scored a lot of goals. Yeah. And even I remember him scoring a hat-trick against, uh, I think it was Bournemouth? I have no idea. Um, but... 
like he he has been fantastic for Spurs, I think. Yeah. And kind of goes under the radar as a bit of like a. I guess people were calling him underrated for a long time, but actually it just seems like people are starting to appreciate that Son is a legitimately good player. Yeah. Now officially the highest uh, scoring Asian in the Premier League. Oh! So I think you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago yeah. that he was joint top with, uh, was it Jisung Park? Yeah. Yeah, and now he's officially the, the number one. So well done him. Yeah. Um, and that was in a an unstoppable Man United team. Son does look like a great option. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily bomb out Ericsson just yet because no. to me it's like, it's too much of a sideways move. Yeah. But like, he looks like he, he could be a almost a must-have if Ali is out for a while. Even if he isn't, we might see him getting some more some more starts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Palace put up a good fight though. They were kind of unlucky. I think um, if, if you look at like the way they performed, they actually had arguably better chances and it, it came down yeah. to a, a bit of brilliance from Son. Uh, Zaha missed an open goal. Yeah. I mean, it was, I kind of feel sorry for him here because I, I think people see that as a big chance missed, which it arguably is, but he also was running like at pace and it's, it's hard to get that accuracy when you're kind of past the keeper and you're just trying to get your shot off as quickly as possible. Thought he was a little bit unlucky, but you need to take those chances and that was the difference between the two teams. And I think it's been the difference between the two teams in the previous season as well. Um, Anything to say about Palace or Spurs? Yeah. So, Hennessy has been... Bombed out completely. Yeah. As the Palace goalkeeper. Speroni started, well, and finished um, all of the last four games. Oh, damn. It's only four million. So a playing 4.0 goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, their fixtures like? Probably terrible. They're all green. What does that mean? I don't know. For Palace, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. But if you have a, if you have a keeper like De Gea. Yeah, and you want or a, a cheapo. Lloris. Yeah. Well, maybe Probably you don't Lloris. have Lloris now, but. <laughs> um, but someone like that. And you want someone cheap who you're never going to play. Yeah. To sit on the bench. Yeah. Then alongside you're only going to play an emergency. Yeah, yeah alongside Elliot, I guess. Um, Speroni's your he's man. an option, and I, I do think like you have to give some credit to Palace for how they've played since Hodgson has come in. Like, yes, they haven't been winning games, but they look a different team, yeah. and, and and they look like they're they're on the brink of both scoring and keeping keeping clean sheets. Um, Huddersfield versus West Brom. This is a good good little. Good little goal in this one uh, from your boy Van Lepara. yeah, who I tipped at the start of the season. Yeah, and he he's did really, coming good. Yeah, did really well pre-season and then wasn't really getting starts, hasn't been getting loads of minutes. Yeah. Has been getting more of recent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did his, did his first Premier League goal. I would say about this goal, I wouldn't expect him to do it every week because it was a I little bit ridiculous. get Van Lepara in my team. Yeah. Uh, not yet. I mean, how much is he? Do you know? Um, I have okay. no idea. 4.8. Oh, okay. And he's a midfielder. So he must have been five and he's gone down to 4.8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that awkward awkward sort of uh, place where you really want him to be 4.5, then he might look like an option. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who I would ditch Tom Carroll for. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's a very good comparison. Um, he, he did, yeah, he scored a lovely goal. Uh, who was sorry who they played again West Brom Ben Foster did not move no he didn't he didn't he was shocked to see it go in he was. 
Uh, Huddersfield again, though, another good performance. And Jonas Lasso at the end of the game, everyone just the mascot and like some old guy <laughs> just bundling him. It was so exciting to see and so nice to see. Yeah. Like he Wagner really was shook as well. Wagner yeah. was like, "Yes, Jonas, he's very good." It's like, yeah, yeah, he is. This is exactly the kind of game that I love to see, and it warms my heart about football. Because you see this team who, you know, really put their heart into it. And it's what I feel I miss being an Arsenal fan sometimes. Like, you have the the performances where they really work hard, and then you have them losing with, like, no heart to City. But Huddersfield, like, they get, get the lead, and... I think West Brom, you know, could feel aggrieved that they didn't at least get a draw from this game. Yeah. Especially when you consider the quality of the goal. And that Schindler had been given given a red card. Oh yeah, Schindler sent off as well. I I completely forgot about that. Never forget. So so he came off and they played with ten men and Lussell just made save after save after save. Great performance. Does make me look at him. I'm just kind of out the corner of my eye thinking. Yeah, I'm definitely Fabianski to Lussell. Why yeah. I can uh, why I can afford that move? Yeah, it seems seems reasonable. I mean, he's four point six, which is still, I think, a good price for a goalkeeper. But yeah, I, you have to kind of look at them and be like, they showed the kind of spirit that means they can get through those games yeah. with with clean sheets when necessary, which is not what they did in the championship as well. Um, so yeah, ec- excellent performance from from him and from the rest of the team. Uh, West Brom lost again. Um, and Hagazi got yellow card. And Hagazi got booked. Surely no one owns Hagazi anymore. Still over a million people. I yeah. Guess. That's 20.9%. So 21% owned. Yeah. That's mad. That's still a lot. Get rid. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, cash in. Own. That's the thing. Like oh, He, he yeah. went up so much in price. As soon as he went to, what, like five, uh, 4.9 or whatever, yeah. I would have been straight out of him. Yeah. Get rid. Get Dunkle Duffy in. Yeah. You've got to, Move on. You've got to bank that cash. Um, yeah, a, a very disappointing performance from them again, and I don't know, I don't know what to what to say. Like, I just don't care about West Brom at all. Hmm. So, final game on the list is Newcastle-Bournemouth, and I watched this game. Hmm. Why? And I still have no idea what happened in it. I don't think Other any... than Steve Cook with the goal. And Sermon with an assist again. Yeah, number of assists. the first week of the he's popped up, right? Yeah, he, he's a weird, like, little player. Do you... I mean, it's hard when you look at Bournemouth and you're like, who are these random English people? Oh, well, you've got such an agenda against Bournemouth and their poor Englishmen. <laughs> it's With just their standard English names. Yeah, you just I like... I bet lots of them aren't even English. Uh, Bournemouth, though, kept another clean sheet, which I think deserves some props. Yeah, and they do have some good fixtures. Yeah, um, exactly. After the break, Huddersfield at home, Swansea away, Burnley at home, Southampton at home, Palace away. But then... It all comes crumbling down. And in <laughs> oh, three goodness. consecutive game weeks, they meet Man United, Liverpool and Man City. That's not good, is it? No. That's not good for anyone. No. But five weeks is reasonable for a transfer, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Who do you want in from this side? Okay. But he, that's it, right? He's the only person who I care about remotely. I think the ones you'd have to look at would be either Ake or Daniels. But I, I but know. So we'd only look def- at defenders yeah. for those games. You wouldn't yeah. look any, anywhere else. No, no, because I don't think they've shown themselves to be an attacking asset. I mean, just look at who got the goal this weekend. It was Steve Cook. Yeah. Um, and I think they were maybe a little bit lucky that Newcastle have Hosselu up front who just can't score. 
Um, that's a and they did they did actually have a gold disallowed from Gale as well, which oh yeah I saw that and it shouldn't have been it disallowed. shouldn't have been no so that that was a little bit unfortunate really the value in these players I would say is team selected by three point seven percent yeah like that nine point two percent for Daniels actually that's is it because that's quite significant he got a goal earlier in the season didn't he? um yeah he did against City but even then he only got seven points for that. I don't know, I think it's a, a kind of a risk, but I've had Lascelles for, for weeks, and this week I think, again, doubly unlucky, because I think if Lascelles had stayed on, like, maybe they would have made it to a clean sheet. Um, but instead he came off and got me one point. But that was, that was thoroughly disappointing, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it was quite good to watch all of the Elliot owners on Twitter just crumble. <laughs> I mean, I've done this two weeks in a row now, because that was the, the one last week when... Um, who's it against? Uh, Burnley. The one on the Monday, when we were recording. And they lasted until, like, the, oh, yeah. the 74th minute or something. And I was like, I've got Elliot and Lascelles playing. Oh my God, I might get a clean sheet. Nope. Nope, I did not. So that was very, very sad and upsetting. But that is the review of Game Week... Was it Game Week 11? It was Game Week 11. Wow. That about sums it up. Do you want to explain to the people what we're doing? Because this is probably very strange. What are we doing? Well, just this week, we're just reviewing Game Week 11. Right, okay. okay. Which is why we're ending this here. But next week we'll be back... We will indeed. For probably quite a short episode, but after the length of this monstrosity, <laughs> who knows? And next week we'll be back to talk about international games. Very briefly, I hope. No doubt, because <laughs> I won't have watched any. Um, injuries. Yeah. And game week 12. Yeah. I mean, half the players are pulled out of their squads anyway. It's true. But I guess you do have the likes of, you know, Jesus will be going to uh, to Brazil. Yeah. And Aguero and, and those likes. So, yeah, we shall return in one week's time. We shall. And until then, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please do give us a little rating on iTunes, five stars preferably, and a little review. Uh, it would be very much appreciated. Although you don't have to review in order to rate... Uh, you can also follow us on the Twitter. You can. I'm going to confuse you now. Oh. Because I've done the, the Twitter first. Go on, you want to say where you can follow us? At the Denalysis. And you can also email us if you have any questions, if you want any advice, hopefully good advice. If I you just want to say hi. If you just want to say hi, be like, hey guys, I enjoyed the podcast. Keep it up. Then please email us at hello at the denalysis.com. Other than that, I think we're done here. Yep. So until next week, peace out. Bye.